Welcome to the Viola-Centric Podcast. We are two curious violists finding inspiration through authentic and challenging conversations in the professional music world. I'm Liz. And I'm Steph. Let's jump in the deep end. Hi, everybody. Hello. And we're back. Yes. Yes, we are, aren't we, friend? Only two more episodes of this This one and one more. Yep. Yeah, 10 episodes. Ramping up. This is getting interesting. This was a spicy episode. It was. There's lots lots going on. So this one is called Now Fortissimo, (laughs) which I really didn't hear in the episode. Did you hear that? No. I wonder if it's just like we're reaching a climactic point. Yes. Okay. Pet peeve of mine. When people say reaching a crescendo. Ah, me too. Oh my like, gosh. No, the crescendo is the build up. This. It's not a it's not a pivot point. Oh my god, me too. I think they're just trying to avoid saying climax. Yes. I think so. Like reaching a climax. But you know. But it is not a crescendo. You don't reach a crescendo. Yeah. Perform a crescendo. Yeah. Beloved non-musicians who may be listening. It's you don't reach a crescendo even if you hear it on national coverage of something. I hear it in sports a lot. Yes. Like they've reached a crescendo. I'm like, no, you haven't. No. There's no such thing as reaching a crescendo. <laughs> yeah. So pull out your thesaurus and find another synonym. <laughs> if because... you don't like the word climax, use another one. <laughs> Come on. Apex. Yes. Height. Yes. Peak. Uh, peak. Yes. Yeah. There's so many. So many. Don't use our words and then use them incorrectly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Sorry to be gatekeeping our uh, our terminology, but that's okay. That's what that's what we're here to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we start with a pretty peak moment. <laughs> yes, yes. So we see Anna Maria. She's back. I wrote, I wrote Anna Maria Oakley, like Annie Oakley. So she pulls out the, these revolvers. She's in a park somewhere. She's giving a performance, art performance. And she takes these two revolvers and she blindly just shoots into a sheet that has a treble clef staff on it. So she's just randomly making a a melody, I guess. But she hits the sheet of paper every time. Yeah, so she's that good. (laughs) She doesn't miss the paper. She just hits it in random places to make some music. Right, so she makes some some sheet music randomly. And then she picks up her violin left-handed. And fake plays the melody, yeah. and it's very cringeworthy. <laughs> yeah, her left-handed playing, which we thought might be just performance art the first time around, is not. She She's a left-handed violinist. Yeah, I want to see her play the Sibelius left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> I think, we can, I think there's, it's gonna, hard to play right-handed. Yes. <laughs> oh, what if she switches? Like, what if it's part of her... And, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I will save okay. that thought for the end. Okay. <clears throat> By the way, I apologize in advance, listeners, if you hear the lawn noises going on in the background. It's just, it's landscaping day, so. This is, this is real life. Yeah, trying to, <laughs> recording IRL, <laughs> trying to mitigate the noise, but, you know, it's, sometimes it just happens. Um, yeah, yeah so, the, so she shoots these guns and eventually the cops come because they're somewhere they're mm-hmm. not supposed to be. And pre-pandemic, all of her fans are like wearing masks around their faces, I assume, to protect their identities. Yeah. So they can scatter. But, uh, you know, as she's like firing them up and the cop, our cops are coming, just you hear that her boob popped out of her shirt. 
I did not see that. I need to go back full and boob. Watch. Yep. Yep. There's I missed full it. Boob alert. <laughs> How did I miss that? Oh my gosh. Okay. So Yeah, that's where we leave her. <laughs> yeah, so we leave her there. Half topless. Um, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and inspect that. Yeah. Um well Rodrigo has found the video of this um this performance online and he's watching it and he's just totally enamored. And, um, you know, she's his like white whale, right? She's like his yeah elusive goal. Yeah. I think he wants to, I think he seems to want to connect with whatever craziness exists in her. But it's like unattainable for anybody else. It's just like her own brand of crazy. But he's like very codependent on it or something. It's it's an yeah. interesting dynamic that gets explored throughout the episode, I think. I think he's, he's got an anxious attachment style. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And she's like the epitome of avoidance. Avoidant. <laughs> yes. Yes. So she... Uh... Oh, yeah. So we pan over to then we're with Haley and Betty at the lesson. <laughs> what kind of torture is so Haley is having a lesson with Betty. Yeah. And I'm I'm convinced that this is hazing because this is another question for our oboe guest that we're gonna have on, our double read guest that we're gonna have on later. <laughs> yes. Um okay. So we see her okay, number one, she's has her fingers in a Ice bath. <laughs> so ridiculous. And she's wearing a corset, which Betty is like squeezing very tightly, jacking up. Mm-hmm. So she is absolutely like can't breathe. Yeah, just like that scene and, in Titanic when Rose is getting corseted and her mom's explaining all the constructs. Like, what? What is this? This is insane. <laughs> yeah, this is. This is hazing for it's sure. So ridiculous, and then so that somehow it's like fixing her vibrato by doing that. I, I am dubious. Yeah, I don't that like that it. Is a thing. I'm certain it's not normal, but of course we will we'll ask someone about this who knows yeah. a little bit better than us. But you know, the concept of even just being a string player and sticking my fingers in an ice bath before playing. Um, Why would you do that? Seems very counter to what I'm trying to be able to it do seems like adversity training almost yeah it's like here's what it feels like to play with cold fingers you got to do it anyway here's what it feels like to not be able to take a full breath you could do it anyway because it'll make you appreciate when you can take a full breath yes. i don't know yes maybe that's part of it but yes anyway she's clearly uncomfortable she's clearly having trouble breathing yes. and she is also clearly trying to connect with betty so she like mentions she's got a cat picture and Kaylee's like, Oh, is that your cat? We had one growing up. And Betty's like, he's dead. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. I was the champ at distraction tactics though in my lessons. I always wanted to talk about everything under the sun except what I was doing. <laughs> oh yeah. Especially when you know that your teacher has certain things that they will just talk about. <laughs> You ask them about any of those things and you're guaranteed like 15 minutes off. Yep. Oh, definitely. I, I was really, I, I was really grateful for this, but my teacher in grad school is just a really wonderful human being. I think we just got along so well. I would show up to her house and we would talk for like an hour and then it'd be like, well, 
We haven't had any lesson yet. Do you want to just stay another hour? That's what that's like the the dynamic we had, and it was so so lovely. Um, I have a very hard time with that type of student in my own experience. I'm more like okay. Like, we have to stay on track. I'm sure because it triggers me because I'm just, like, so wired that way anyway. And if somebody gets me talking, mm-hmm. I can I can go down that road. But, um, but yeah, it's it's really interesting. Like, <laughs> Betty was having none of it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, the yeah. cat's dead. Go back to what we were doing. Right. But then they're interrupted because Haley is getting a call from Rodrigo. <laughs> oh, and she says, looks like Raquel owes me an Americano. <laughs> Yeah, so Betty is convinced that Haley is sleeping with Rodrigo. Yeah. Rodrigo. Yeah. We all know that she is not yet. <laughs> yeah, that we know of yet. Yes. Yeah. Um, I love that he's calling a zip car a zippy car mm-hmm. multiple times. Yeah. I love that. That should catch on. That's a really zippy good car. I like that. It's fun. <laughs> and uh, and I thought it was very nice of him, even though he has this immediate sense of urgency to do a thing. He finds mm-hmm. out she's in her lesson and he lets her finish her lesson first. Yeah. So that's yeah. thoughtful. Good job, Rodrigo. Yeah, that's a little bit of boundaries. Yep. He set them. She did not. <laughs> so And what did he print? What did he do in the copier? I couldn't figure that out. He was printing the bottom of his thermos, like just copying the bottom of his thermos. <laughs> it said like Stanley on the bottom. And he said I paused it because I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> and he said awesome when he picked it up. I was like, awesome. All right. <laughs> It's true free spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess Haley finishes her lesson, takes the corset off, and um, she runs home to go get the zippy car <laughs> and and get ready to go take Rodrigo on this adventure to find Anna Maria. Yep. That's their goal. Mm-hmm. So she runs home. And when she gets home, she sees her roommate Lizzie mm. is there. And Lizzie got a fat check from her uncle's estate she's very troubled by it and she yeah she doesn't know what to do with it so she's having that kind of like crisis should i invest it what if i die and right that the money just doesn't get used at all what a waste that'll be yep that's a lot that's a lot to have to think about as a like you know 22 year old 23 year old to come into money and have to figure it out. So she's so that's to be continued. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get to one of the pivotal <laughs> storylines of the episode. Yeah, this is pretty dark. It's really dark. Uh, Dee Dee is visiting is making a home visit to Cynthia's house. And also like that she thanks him and he's like, Oh, yeah, I've just I've been running around. It's bar mitzvah season, lots of action. I was like, do people do more drugs around bar mitzvah season? Like, who's getting hurt? What, is, what does that even mean? <laughs> Curious yes. about that, if anybody has answers. I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, and who's he dealing to? Is he dealing to children? Oh. That's disturbing. Maybe it's like musicians and bands and stuff are playing a lot more because they're playing a lot of bar mitzvah parties. Like, you know, that's like a big business, like the wedding. Oh, so they need like painkillers? Yeah, they need like extra painkillers. But... Oh. Did we know that Dee Dee could deal in fentanyl and oxy until today? No. I did not no. realize that was something he would just willingly hand out. Well, what did we think that he was dealing in? Well, he... Just, like, yeah, joints? Yeah, and- weed and, like... I I feel like I thought he probably had, like, oxy, but fentanyl's a whole other story. That's, like, intense. That's, yeah, really intense. I mean, Very I guess... Dark. Okay, if we subtract 
the years and we go back to 2014, maybe it was on the early end of this crisis that we now do actually face. That crisis has been going on since the early 2000s. Yeah, but I don't know that we I don't know that it was as open because I can remember going to doctors in 2014 and getting like oxy prescriptions and stuff. And it'd be like really hard to do that these days. Um, But I've never taken anything like that so freely. Oh, even for like surgery recovery. Oh, it's a it's a I mean, it's interesting because like my sister, when she's had prescriptions for surgery and stuff she can't take it because it just makes her ill physically sick uh i did not have that problem and i can 100 percent understand why it really shouldn't even be it shouldn't even be in the rotation it should just Mm -hmm. not be a thing it is highly highly addictive i uh yeah i have a lot of feelings about that so this episode this is really triggering because he he literally says to her you know i just want you to be careful i don't want to get hooked on this stuff which of course yeah. in foreshadowing of drama i think we know we know she's gonna she have probably a problem will with this. yeah she's gonna end up yeah. having a problem and we're gonna have to watch this difficult thing kind of play out yeah but i have family members who have been addicted yeah and it's a hard road it's no joke it's no that stuff is serious so uh so we 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 pan over back to rodrigo and Haley in the zippy car yeah so they've gotten wind that uh anna maria is giving a performance at a toxic waste dump <laughs> which i don't know i just can't I, that seems on brand for her yes um and he's they're on the road and he's telling uh, Haley what they're go- planning to do and why he wants to find Anna Maria and that she's going to rip open the August Memorial Hall like a golden hawk soaring on its path of righteousness. It's very dramatic. It's so dramatic. It's so dramatic. And she's Haley's trying to talk him down. She's like, this is really masochistic. Yeah. You could literally have anyone you want. What is it about this woman? Yeah. And we find out that about his he's like a tortured soul and he just he doesn't think he can he doesn't think he can be great without her and he questions his worth and he's like talking about how much pressure he's under to try to make life happen out of the orchestra and he's been doing waffling back and forth and that like somehow perhaps in a misguided way he has centered around this idea that she's the she's the thing that will make it better when really I mean, maybe we're leading up to the concept that, like, no, the only person who needs to feel responsible for that is him. Right. But right now, he's not in that state of mind. He just doesn't think... He thinks the only way for it to be great is if she's there. Uh Uh-huh. So, leaning in on the codependency again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pretty happily. (laughs) We're here to psychoanalyze all these people. Yeah, it's it's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. And so they're in the car. And this was really triggering for me because she's obviously got like a GPS on that's giving her directions <laughs> on how to get to this place. And he's, it'll say, turn left in 200 yards or whatever. And he'll be like, okay, Hailey. Hi, Lai. Hi, Lai. Turn left in about 200 yards. And she's like, I know. Are you going to repeat the directions from the GPS the whole time? <laughs> And then, like, it, it happens at the end of that scene, and, and he rewords it so that she doesn't sound yes. exactly like what she said. Yeah, and she thinks it's cute. 
I don't know how to turn that off either. We're just life. full of distractions today. Sorry, everybody. Okay. That's okay. Moving but she on. thinks it's cute. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, just wait until you've been with this person for... It's going to cease to be cute Very real quick. Very quickly. <laughs> so funny. Um, so... So now uh, Cynthia and Union Bob are having a meeting in her apartment. That she forgot about. That she forgot about. And she is high as a kite. Yeah. And she's pouring wine. And it's just like, she's like, yeah, we're talking about important orchestra business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. We, we, we leave them for the moment. But yeah, this is the situation with Union Bob. Yeah, we'll house. come back to them. Boy, will, will we ever. <laughs> Being freelance musicians means gigging in lots of different places with very unpredictable lighting situations. Oh my gosh, yes. How many times have you shown up to a church gig and wondered if you'll actually be able to see the music by showtime? Many times. Or it's a cocktail hour in a restaurant with ambient mood lighting at best. (laughs) We've all been there and have used those alien looking bendy lights that only light up the top of the page so that by the bottom of the music, you're sometimes just guessing or maybe we'll call it being creative. We didn't know it at the time, but the Aria lights could have saved us lots of eye strain and unplanned improvisation. Yes, and with a rechargeable battery that lasts eight hours, you'll never have to carry backup double A's in your case. You'll just charge it up at home and take the Aria light to your gig. The battery will even hold a charge for years between uses, not that you would go that long. Thank you so much to Aria lights for their support this season. Please check them out at ariolights.com. Located in a historic mansion in Tacoma Park, Maryland, you might get the impression that the team at Potter Violins are as formal as the breathtaking building that they work in. But when you go inside, instead you'll find the most relatable, skilled, and friendly staff. Yes, the people at Potter's are what really make it a special place. I love visiting because I know that whoever I work with is not going to make me feel like I'm crazy or just being picky. They're kind of like your favorite bartender. They're great listeners who give you what you need without judgment. (laughs) Yes, their technicians are not only super talented, creative, and resourceful, they take the time to collaborate with you so that the process of getting your instrument at its best really feels like a partnership. So if you're in the area, definitely stop by and introduce yourself to Chris, Rob, Kimberly, Derek, Jim, Melissa, and the whole team or visit potterviolins.com to find what you need online. It's so fitting then that their shop is in this beautiful old house because the staff at Potter's really makes it feel like home. Season three is sponsored by the Arkrest. You know, Liz and I are always being asked about our Arkrests, and we're happy to share how much we love them. The freedom of movement has been life-changing for me. Me too. And I love how using the Arkrest allows my instrument to vibrate fully. And depending on how my body's feeling, I can also change the placement of the bass. Although Aaron and Tigran started the company in their home workshop, they've come a long way, continuing to innovate by experimenting with harder and softer woods and even new materials like fiberglass. There are bases for violin, viola, and even for small fractional instruments. And there are foam pads of different thicknesses, so you can find one that fits your body or instrument perfectly. And the guys over at Arcrest are sharing a special discount code for our listeners. Use the code VIOLACENTRIC for 10% off anything on their site. Yes, check out their offerings at thearcrest.com. That's T-H-E-A-R-C-R-E-S-T.com. And don't forget to use the code VIOLACENTRIC.
And uh, Haley and Rodrigo arrive at the toxic waste site, and the the concert has been disbanded already. They've missed their chance, but they meet this lovely person working there named Eric, who's I love hacking him. up along. He rolls up on his golf cart. <laughs> he's wearing a hazmat suit, <laughs> and he says, "Judging by your haircuts, you're here to see that <laughs> classical music freak." <laughs> Like, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Haley's got like such a ba- basic a normal haircut, <laughs> normal haircut. And Rodrigo, well, he has his, oh, I mean, he does have rat, his tail. rat tails. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I love that he says, even though it was disbanded when the cops came, what I got from the show was pretty nuanced and theatrical. <laughs> He's a critic. He's a critic. And then why is he going to get fired? He's like, oh, I'll probably get fired. Maybe because he let the concert happen. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know enough about Eric. We need to know I more. love the comic relief that he provides. But he is also he hacking funny. up a lung, and then he's like, it's dangerous here. You shouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. Poor Eric. Yeah, I'm sure they're safe. They're on the other side of the fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the protective barrier. <laughs> Otherwise, they would need a hazmat suit. <laughs> so it's back to square one on their search for Anna Maria. Yeah, they haven't found her yet, um, but they're back on the road. And then we get to the most cringeworthy moment of the entire oh, episode. Maybe the entire really series, rough. actually. Yeah. This is by far my most cringy scene to watch. Yeah. So we're back at Cynthia's apartment. Union Bob is still there. He is trying to talk business. Lowering base salary he, for musicians is going to be the big deal. Real battle, battleground. He's talking about lots of things, pension and health and... Yeah, they're going to go into negotiations. So they have to be like on the same mm-hmm. page. What are our priori- priorities? Yeah. And this all is real, really important. Yeah, real issues like wedges between older and younger musicians. It got me think. I was like, this is good stuff to bring up, like even in yeah. this scene <laughs> and story. And on. Cynthia's like, wait, 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 wait. Stop talking. Can you turn to the side again? I'm getting so freaked out. I'm like dropping things right now. (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. Yes. So um, she's like, can you turn to the side? Your profile is actually really, really cute. I've been noticing you from across the orchestra. And and she's like hitting on him. Cute little piccolo. So unprofessional. Oddly cute and witty and... And he's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, clearly not expecting this at all. Not quite sure where this is going. And eventually she just asks him why they've never hooked up yeah. in a much cruder way. Yes. And he goes, isn't it obvious? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's clearly not thinking super straight because she's high on fentanyl and has been drinking and is perhaps filling a type of void. Yeah. <laughs> Something. She's, it's, she's like, maybe you should get your piccolo behind me. <laughs> she is very inappropriate. It, it was it was like Yeah, it was watching it's so funny because she's so reserved through the whole season, right? She's just this like proper beautiful classy like elegant woman mm-hmm. obviously she's in a relationship with thomas but like you know it, even that doesn't feel she's not like 
but there was this other side of her that came out. Yeah. Under the influence yeah. that cringy. It was very cringy. Because because you're looking at it and you're like, no, 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 don't go there with Bob. Don't go there with Mm-mm. Union Bob. Mm-mm. Don't go there Her with Bob. Union Bob. He's an innocent victim. He is. In this situation. He is an innocent victim in this situation. Yeah. So don't do drugs, kids. Oh, <laughs> drugs are bad. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really disturbing scene. Uh, yeah. At least we didn't have to see too much. No. No. We didn't even have to see them kiss. I don't think. Right. Oh well. Later on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Rodrigo and Haley, they're still on the hunt for Anna Maria. Um, They're looking for her on Grindr. I was like, what is only bears allowed? Am I old? (laughs) Oh. Oh, oh. It's a it's Grindr, right? Only bears allowed would be similar to Grindr. (laughs) Okay, I would think. Um, anyway, so but also that doesn't to... make any sense, <laughs> right? To my knowledge of what grinder is, I don't think that makes sense, but whatever. That's outside of the purview of this podcast, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not, we don't need to just think we're expected to know that. <laughs> Where have they gone? Are they in? Are they do we know what town they're in? Are they in Fishtown? So this is the thing is like Fishtown is a neighborhood in Philly. So I was thinking maybe they're in Philly. That's that's like what was in my head because they obviously they have a car and they left New York. They wouldn't need a hotel if they were not in New York. Right. But maybe there's so they're in the hotel. Another Fishtown. I don't know. They're getting a, a room. There's only one available. And so, of course, they have to they have to share. Yeah. Um, and, and Rodrigo's like, it's fine. I'm not going to sleep anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't sleep much. <laughs> And then he asks very specifically about Toblerone. <laughs> yes, he wants a Toblerone. I feel him in this moment. Like when you have a craving for something and you're like, man, I could really go for a Toblerone and right now. Who knows Toblerone except that it's often found in hotel rooms. <laughs> and in the airport. Yes. You buy it in the the snack shop. It's like never, convenience never store. something you have in your own house. But when you're out, no. you got to get a Toblerone. <laughs> No. Does anybody stock Toblerone in their house? No. I don't. You buy it? Yeah, no. definitely not me. In a hotel. Yes, in a hotel. Um, But yeah, we leave them without seeing their setup in the hotel room and, and head back to Lizzie, who's now enlisted a group of friends, which seems, this seems like a bad idea to ask what she should do with all this money. <laughs> I, I wrote, it's consulting her brain trust about the inheritance. Yeah, yeah. I think she called it that, right? She called the brain trust. <laughs> Oh, did she? Something like oh. that. She, okay. she called it something like, yeah, I forget the way she put it at the beginning, but, you know, these guys are like, buy a house and flip it. And the other one's like, get an alpaca yeah. farm. I'm like, these are terrible ideas. Yeah. They're like, there's uh, a bong in the room yeah. and lots of alcohol and they're super thinking straight. Yeah. Yes. But her friend from childhood, Evan, who also has Evan. a lot of money, he's there to kind of be like a voice of reason, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's talking to her about, but he, he said something like how she need, she should be careful with the amount of money she has that, you know, you could end up never doing anything with your life. And he said something like, but if you know what you want to do with your life, like that's, this is great then. And she got really upset. And she left. Yeah. So this 
was a really different way that we're seeing Lizzie. Like in the past, we've seen her very confident. She could not give, um, you know, anything about whatever situation. She does not care. Mm -hmm. She'll do anything. She'll tattoo you in her living room. Yeah, she'll help you, like, get rid of the con artist oboe player that's (laughs) in your house. But... But yeah, she seems oddly like insecure here. She doesn't know what to do. Yeah, she's clearly uncomfortable about the amount of money. And I guess we'll find out more about that in the next episode, because this is the last we see of Lizzie for this episode. So kind of leaves things hanging. Um, I love that Rodrigo's in the bathtub with all those pillows. (laughs) Yeah, so he did the gentlemanly thing and he slept in the bathtub. Keeping it appropriate. And Haley's fast asleep, but he is not because he's found... Where he thinks Anna right. Maria is. Right, there's been a sighting. There's been a sighting. <laughs> in Fishtown. Yeah. yeah, so he gets her up, mm-hmm. and they they go out to this, like, unhoused encampment. Force her to get up, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the, but before we get to the uh, encampment... We see the after effects of the Cynthia's Union night. Bob and Cynthia... And he's um, singing. He's singing Sia Chandelier at the top of his lungs. <laughs> how did they? How did they come to this? Like they make this decision. Like, well, it could be like you know, Uptown Funk, or it could be Sia, <laughs> like Chandelier or whatever. I don't know what else was around. Twenty. He called it a post-coital caprese omelet. I know. He said coital. Cringe. So much cringe. Never ever do you want to hear post-coital. No. <laughs> no. He is clearly just on cloud nine. Yeah. Having gotten hooked up with Cynthia. Cynthia seems less than enthused. She's less than enthused, but she's not she's like... She's kind. Yeah. She's not super duper regretful or off-put. Yeah, it seems. I mean, she's not she's not putting that on him. I think she's right. probably thinking to herself, "What the heck did I do? This was a bad mm-hmm. idea." But she's very like open with him. She's like just kind of hanging out, and and then he leaves yeah. to go get his daughter from college, who he's relieved is not going into music, <laughs> not a musician. <laughs> Except he does reference how sometimes playing his little piccolo has worked out for him. Yeah, gross. Gross, 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 gross. Why couldn't he be like a bass player or something? Because it wouldn't be as it hotter. wouldn't be as cringy. Yeah. <laughs> Would not be as cringy. This was particularly extra oh. cringe. It's gonna be an interesting scene when they're back at work. Yeah. I wonder if he's gonna be cool about it or not. No way. No, no way. It doesn't seem like it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Rodrigo and Haley make it to Fishtown. They've uh, they've um, tracked her down. Mm-hmm. They've tracked Anna Maria down. And she's living in a tent. And she has lots of decorations, by the way. <laughs> she has How spent a she lot of time cultivating that tent. Yes. So they walk into the tent. And uh, there are lots of protest signs in French. And I wrote, I think this is the spot. <laughs> Yeah, me too. This is gonna be and it. they didn't even seem to notice all the signs, but I was like, that's, I mean, those that's definitely hers, right? <laughs> right. So Rodrigo is having a panic attack. He is 
does not want to go through with it. He's having cold feet. Um, Haley hits the nail on the head, though, and she said, this is about Rodrigo and not the symphony. Yes. It's something that he needs to do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I suspect some kind of closure forthcoming, forthcoming with with him and Anna Maria, whether or not that ends in disaster for his job is another I question. But, but I think he, yeah, he's so. like has to overcome this like hold that he has given her over him you know it's it's Mm -hmm. a yeah it's really interesting um has to face his fears Mm -hmm. and go in the tent room (laughs) the tent room he asked her to stay though he's like hi lie could you stay please because it always gets a little crazy what is it is it cry crazy crazy he's adorable (laughs) yeah Uh, so he goes in she's there he is on a mission to get her to convince her to solo with the orchestra. Mm-hmm. They have a history together and he's trying to sell Sibelius, which clearly has some significance to them yep. both as a couple. Yep. And after much cajoling. Yeah. Cause she's at first, she's her. like, I don't do that anymore. I don't go to those concert halls. I don't play for the, those people. Like she's, she was very adamant in her, artistic expression being constricted by doing so but he does he he convinces her and she says true art must transcend any prejudice Mm. and agrees to do it so crazy lady is gonna play Sibelius with the orchestra yeah I can't wait to see that and it sends them into a fit of passion right but (laughs) there's a catch there's a hitch she's wearing a chastity belt (laughs) To preserve her passion for the stage. <laughs> She's like, I could take it off after the concert. <laughs> well, there's something to look forward to. I mean, but Haley hears them kind of like getting in the moment together and shows up at Alex's door. Just goes yeah, after lucky it. Lucky Alex. Good for Haley. Yes. Good for Haley. So she jumps Alex. She jumps him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we leave things for the season finale. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh! What what could possibly happen? Oh my goodness! It's gonna be, it's gonna be a wild ride to the finish line. Yes, looking forward to it. Yep, absolutely. So we'll stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening today, and thanks also to our season sponsors: Arkrest, Potter Violins, and Aria Lights. Another thanks to Alto Clef Gifts, where you can purchase viola-centric shirts and mugs and a variety of other fun items featuring our beloved Alto Clef. If you loved today's episode, consider writing us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want the chance to hang with us and have access to behind-the-scenes audio and video recordings, check out our new Patreon. Our episodes are edited and produced by Emily McMahon and Liz O'Hara-Star. The Viola-centric theme music was written and produced by J.P. Wogeman and is performed by Steph and myself. Thanks again for listening. Let's talk soon.